I'll, I'll answer the question without giving specific traits. Maybe I'll give one. Uh, <laughs> but um, the, the sort of, there's, when you're doing commodities, there's three things that you look at. Uh, and this is perhaps in the order of, uh, of difficulty. So the easiest would be looking at some sort of trend-following uh, sort of model. And that's what the bulk of CTAs do. And as I said, it, it works, um, mainly because there are traders in that market that are there um, not for speculation, but they've got to be there for hedging and, and, and things like that, um, where it creates opportunities, creates stickiness, so you can profit from momentum. So the trade just goes in, and um, maybe it's graduated a bit, but it causes some momentum, and, and you can make some money based upon that. So that's probably the easiest to exact, well, to work out. You do your back test, looks great. Um, I should say that what is really important is the ability to execute. So to go from your statistical model to actually making money is not so easy. So to have excellent execution is half the game. The model's half the game, and execution's the other half. Okay, so that, so that's probably the, at least the, the statistical part is the, the easiest. Execution is a different story. So number two is where you're actually using other types of information. And the type of information I like um, the best to use is what the term structure of commodity prices actually looks like. So if commodities are backward-dated, so that means that the futures price is less than the spot price today. And contango means that the future price is more expensive than it is today. Well, if you're able to go and buy a backward-dated commodity, you're kind of ahead of the game because you're buying it cheaper in the future than it is today. Okay, so um, so the, the, price, the spot price has really got to decline. It's got to decline more than the, the, the price that you bought it in the, in the futures for you to actually um, be a loser. So, so there is like an inherent attractiveness uh, to commodities that are uh, backward-dated versus contango. And simple trading strategies based upon that are very successful. So you put the statistical with kind of some of the, um, the characteristics of the actual contracts and the term structure. And then the third part is the most difficult, and that is the fundamental analysis of commodities. So what is the inventory? Where is the inventory? Is it the case that there are um, tankers that are parked outside of uh, New York just waiting to come in um, to dump the oil? Um, it's incredibly complex. How fast can the production be turned up and turned down? Um, then you have to do economic forecasting in terms of world uh, activity, in terms of the demand side. It's very, very difficult uh, to do. So, um, and, and very expensive to do. So in terms of uh, commodities, uh, in terms of portfolio management, um, many people just do number one, which is the statistical stuff. Uh, some people mix in other information. 
and um, and that turns into kind of like long shorts or over underweighting, kind of the same thing. Uh, as for the fundamental, that that's just plain hard to do, uh, and you need a huge uh, research staff um, to to cover the complex. You can get a smaller staff to cover a particular commodity, but uh, it's still uh, pretty difficult to do. So that's how you put it together to do kind of a long short uh, trade, which is how I translate what you're saying um, as arbitrage. It's hardly arbitrage. Um, arbitrage is something that is risk-free, and that just uh, is not available uh, in these markets. Um, of course, there's many, you know, there are many opportunities for investment today, um, and I, I guess the, when you've got some volatility, and we've got increased volatility now, it simply means that there's going to be increased uh, opportunity. So what was the trade? Oh, I didn't tell you. <laughs> well, one trade that I do like is... Um, I was asked the, the other day for, I'm on an advisory board for a large investment uh, complex, and to go down the G7, who do you like, rank, rank the G7. Uh, and I put uh, Canada as number one, uh, because their fiscal house is, is solid. In a commodities situation, they look pretty good. Um, and so uh, they are sensitive to the U.S., but the U.S. is going to do better than a lot of people expected. So Canada, number one, uh, U.S., number two, Germany, number three. I won't go all the way down the list, but you know who's at the bottom, Japan and Italy. Um, but uh, France is near the bottom, too. So if you're going to do a trade, I like this um, long um, German sovereign versus short French. Like, that's pretty fundamental trade. You look at those two countries and they are so different. Germany is a uh, huge trade surplus, uh, fiscally in a good situation, population proven that they're willing to bite the bullet, right, with no riots or anything like that. And then France, totally different situation, overextended in terms of social welfare, in terms of the uh, legal system, in terms of the regulations, uh, in terms of national debt, in terms of the health of the banks. It, it's just screaming um, long short. But uh, of course, I don't take any responsibility for investment advice. It's <laughs> unusual. Um, <laughs> Should you disclose that you're Canadian? <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, a conflict of interest. Uh, I'm definitely long Canada. <laughs>